Hey there, what's up? It's time for the breakdown you need. It's time for Ed and Sean. You know those two guys. I'll let you feel a secret. They're called Geeksters. And welcome to 273, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. <laughs> Boy. I'm just helping you fly. Oh. Hey, let's start that over again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> there. All right. <laughs> First year fumbles. My hands are cold. <laughs> I wasn't ready to get hit in the wrong buttons. <laughs> Or two. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Yes. Um, here in part one of our show, it was part two. <laughs> here in part one of our show, we catch up on everyone's week. We find out what's sitting on top of the box office. And we give a review of a documentary we saw over the week. Mm-hmm. As Stacy gives her review of a fan film of a popular book series. Yes. And uh, we tell you what's coming out in video and Blu-ray. We also have a special guest with us, too. That is right. Yeah. We're not telling you who he is. Just nope. wait, y'all have to listen. Yep. All right. Um, anything else you'd like to add in? I enjoyed making these, and I can't <laughs> wait to make the next one. All right. Well, then, the next one's coming right up, because we'll see you all at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And as always, is the lovely Stacy. Hi. And we also have a special guest with us, too. Our good friend, Dave. Hey, everybody. So, All right, welcome to the show, Dave. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. How was your week? Um, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, didn't do much. Work, work, work. Hey, boys, work, work, work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, didn't do much. Did we do anything special there, sweetheart? I mean, I have a, a review of something. That's true. She she was busy. All right, doing well, stuff. You did. <laughs> I, I I I did some video gaming. Um, I might have a review a little later on if I can remember how to pronounce the words. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Movie-wise, not much in the movie theaters. The, I'm still settling into my new position at my job. Okay. So it's it's kind of like work, work, work. And I want to make sure that all my ducks are lined up in a row and in a row constantly. Did we talk about what yeah. happened? Well, I got a raise. I mean, I got a new promotion. Yeah, we just talked about that last. We did. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure show. I remember. Um, I try to forget the show. Everybody's like, "What right. new job? New job? <laughs> no, new new promotion. Same job, more responsibility. <laughs> so I want to make sure that I handle the responsibilities in a timely fashion. Yes, before I can start dicking around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right. I, I got to make sure I get on. You know, I, I can do the job and then go. All right, now I can hand that off to somebody. <laughs> Delegate responsibility. That's right. And then be like, okay, well, I'll make the sure I'll do the schedule. Um, I don't feel like working on Mondays. Check. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like, tell me what to do. Uh, who's the boss? Me? Whose name's on the door? Well, not mine yet because I haven't put it on there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a couple regular customers come in and be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm like, yep, I'm fine. What's going on? New leader up in here. There's a new sheriff in town. He goes by the name of Sean. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm the new store leader. I'm like, oh, wow, congratulations. Does that mean we get a discount? No. In fact, <laughs> we now pay double. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Sean, you're so silly. And they walk out <laughs> without buying anything. <laughs> That's me 
making friends and influencing people. There you go. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of in my week. Work, work, work. Work, work, work. What about you, Ed? Uh, well, Thursday we did see a movie, which we- we'll get to in a, in a moment. But actually, uh, yesterday I saw Star Wars The Last Jedi again. Really? Yes. And, uh, you know, the second time around watching it, I enjoyed it more than I did the first time. You know, I mean, there was a lot more plot holes that I saw. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, wait. <laughs> There's a problem there. There's a problem here. But other than that, I mean, I, I still think it's a, a good movie to enjoy and watch. I mean, you're not really going there for any kind of social commentary. You're here to see laser blasts, lightsabers, and spaceships. Exactly. Uh, did you get all that in that second viewing? That's right. Well, then guess what? It worked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else you like to add before we throw it out to the audience? No, no, that's pretty much it. You know, uh, I actually, was, I'm learning Windows 10, apparently. <laughs> I, I took a crash course in learning Windows 10. Sean was nice enough to bring his father's laptop to me on Thursday. Would you to... say it like it was a bad thing? Like, nice enough, like, dick. <laughs> you know, you, I, I'm surprised your ears weren't burning the last couple of days, because I was cursing your name. I was too busy. Work, 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 Ed. <laughs> I was like, hmm, what's that buzzing? Oh, it must be the sound of my synapses popping because I'm frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, again, in all fairness, I only thought it was one problem. Yes. And, so did I. And in, in typical <laughs> computer fashion, when you've discovered that what one problem leads down to a rabbit hole of... of Several others. Yeah. Um, com- computer aids. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I apologize in advance. Again. <laughs> Um, but apparently there's no rush to take your time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, don't take you too much time. Cause sooner or later I'd be like, so, uh, cause then you got to pay him. That's why I'll say it. No. It takes too much. Ed, listen, you are charged by the hour. You hear me? Okay. All right, I'll pass that you, bill you, to my dad. <laughs> you can't afford me. I mean, I'll pass that bill on my, and to my dad and my dad's like, okay, well I use the computer to pay that bill. So I can't pay it. It's like the computer. Bill. <laughs> I don't know, I'll give the bill with the laptop. Like, I, there you go. Right, here you go. Right. Here's my PayPal account. Sure. <laughs> anyway. All right. So what else should we be doing? Uh, like I said, that was about it. I, I, I mean, it's, I've never really sat in like I've sat in front of Windows Ten machines, but not enough to really like go through and and see every nuance. Of right. It. So when you gave me that laptop Thursday, I mean, I've I've, I've learned a lot. Like <laughs> the last three days. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> now he takes credit. It's a learning tool. <laughs> and, you're a learning tool. <laughs> I have to say that it's the most fucked up. Uh, uh, the operating. operating system ever. I mean, it's really, yeah, because it's still Windows. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, like, yeah. like, like you, you know, I know people that hate Windows and people who love Windows so much, but it, it, it really, it's the same Windows. They just change everything. They, I'm like, there must be somebody who gets paid to do this. Like, they're like, we're gonna put <laughs> the control panel here, but we're gonna call it this now, and yeah, now, and we're gonna do this, and and now to get there, you're gonna have to go through eight steps instead of the usual one, yeah. right. <laughs> So it's the typical someone's uh, making sure they still get paid at the job. Exactly. Because once if, if it works perfectly, what's the point of having them around? Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's like, all right, well, we're going to move this today. We're going to make it blue instead of red. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because I feel like it's a red mood. I don't know. <laughs> Six months, we'll do an update, and we'll change it to purple. <laughs> we'll find a happy medium between the blue and the red. <laughs> we'll combine the two. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? And then here, here's Internet Explorer 17,000. <laughs> Virus free, wink, wink. <laughs> Until the hackers get a hold of it. That's right. <sighs> All right. Well, anything else? 
I know that was pretty much it. All right. Well, let's swing it around. Dave, so what brings you to the show this week? Um, I haven't seen you guys in a forever, and I figured, well, I'm free. And Ed said, hey, are you available Sunday? And I'm like, I'll let you know. And Yeah, it was totally last minute. Like, I like, because he's like, if, if you don't hear from me at all, I'm not coming. <laughs> it's, it's basically, well, it's I think last... that would be the best way not to leave you hanging. Right. So I kept, I kept yeah, messenger. No, I... no messages. Just if you don't hear from me, I'm not coming. <laughs> so I kept messenger open. And I was actually keeping it for a couple reasons. It was a, there was a couple other things I'm looking for. And and all of a sudden, like like last minute, it's like, boop, I'm coming over. <laughs> Let me know when to be there. And I'm like, 6.30, please. <laughs> I'll be there. And he was. So right. and then we have him. All right. Yay. Anything exciting happening in your life? Well, um, for the classic video gamers, I got my hands on the uh, homebrewer uh holy grail of cartridges for the atari 7800 donkey kong pk yep uh, okay i'm gonna google that <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> basically um there were only two cartridges that had the uh thx uh pokey sound chip mm-hmm. which was ball blazer by lucas films right and Co- uh commando actually bought the rights to use that chip so I was just going to stop that there for a second because I'm going to explain that a little bit to the rest of the people. Explain it to this dumb folk. <laughs> that was back, back, back in, like, in, like in the 80s, I think late 80s. Was it the late 80s? 80s. 86, yeah. 86, yep. And this was cutting edge sound technology for a cartridge of its day. Like now, like systems take the sound and, and do all the work and it's all done by software. This was like the latest hardware, piece of hardware that you get. It's like some, it rivals some PCs back then of, of sound. Like it was that good. Well, you know what? I actually think I have a, a video. Okay. I think. I'm, I'm hoping this is it. Is, is that it? It says Donkey Kong for the Atari 7800. That's probably not Donkey Kong PK. Here you go. Let's try this one. Uh, It says Donkey Kong. Um, It says Donkey Kong PK slash XM. I don't know. Let's start level two, three. It's going through through the menu options real quick here. Yeah. Things. Hopefully now we go. Does yours have an H? Now, if you heard this on the actual Atari 7800, it sounds nothing like this. It's very metallic. It almost goes through you. Really? Where... <coughs> this was cutting edge back then. This I'm was just, cutting, yeah, edge. This cutting edge. I'm just like, this you know, actually I'm like, sounds like the this, arcade. this is 86 cutting edge, so it's 30 years old. <laughs> All right. 31. 31, 32 almost, yes. So, yeah, so that was, that was cutting edge back then of, of sound technology back then. <laughs> I think somebody just put piano music to that. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, let's, let's compare Atari 7800, Donkey Kong Original versus PKXM. So I'm going to just kind of, it looks like it's a podcast, so I'm thinking it's people talking. Or maybe not. Is that the original version? Oh, here you go. Oh, Ram Scream still with Don't Be Cruel, but... Uh, this was cutting edge. It was. Really? I'm talking 30 years ago. I mean, oh, I understand. Yeah, that. I can't even remember. Do you hear how twangy that is? And then, and then how, listen yeah. how smooth this how is. How smooth the sound is. There's, there's a difference in sound if you really listen. Oh. So, see? Hard, 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 hard. 
I mean, all right. Okay. Get yeah. the next one. Come okay. on. Jump forward. Okay. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah, la, la, la. That's it. This is this is the PK version or so the this, this is the original. 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 Okay. Smoother sounds now. It has different octaves. I, I mean, I, I hear it, but okay, well, sure. That that's just the pokey chip, uh, but the, the the cartridge itself <laughs> actually has more RAM and ROM, more 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 uh, levels of animation. It has all the intermissions that the arcade had, and it has the fourth uh, mud pie scene. That uh, the home versions back then didn't have, so so not only does it have the arcade sound, it has the arcade intermissions and little cartoons and uh, the missing level. Well, folks, you've now just heard the nerdiest part of Geeksters <laughs> for the night. <laughs> I was happy, and it cost me a copy of Ballblazer to have it made because they had to cannibalize it and take the chip out to put it into the. So Dunkin you had to cannibalize Ballblazer. Yeah, that's right. Is, is that the sequel to Ball Buster? I got a question. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm not old enough to know what any of that is. <laughs> <laughs> so excuse my very young ignorance. What did it mean to have to cannibalize something? You basically had to uh, take out the chip. Okay. Like, like, you know, like cannibalize, like you're eating yourself, right. like you're eating another human being. No, that's the dunk cartridge is actually eating the... Stop right there. That's not it. Uh-oh. no. No, cannibalizing basically is, is you're taking a piece of technology, old piece of technology, and putting in a new system. Okay. Because that's that's technically can still work in the new system okay. and work good, or well, excuse me. And then that way you can use the old games on a newer th- device and okay. play those original sounds and have that classic feel as you're playing it. I got another it, very young question. Uh-huh. Is the chip okay? All I know is Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. So remember, that's how far back she can go. Right? That's how far back I mean, I've, I've played like a little bit of original Nintendo, but that's pretty much it for me. Okay. Well, maybe a little Sega here and there. But the chip that you're talking about, is that the part that's in the cartridge that when it got messed up, you had to blow into it? You know, the little part that sticks yeah, out? That, that's well, it's, okay. well, there's a main board and then there was like a little chip well, on top of that. Yeah. See, so you have to open it up to really know. <laughs> But there was a there was a chip on top of that board, and that okay. was the sound part okay. of it. Now well, I'm, I'm all caught up now. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to say this as simply as possible. The Atari 7800 has a very primitive sound chip on the motherboard. Okay. Mm-hmm. When the Atari 7800 was originally made in '84, it was on the shelf for two years until Nintendo Classic uh, NES came out. Okay. They thought that they would beat Nintendo by price. Instead of po- putting the pokey chip onto the motherboard, they said, eh, people could pay extra if they want, if, if the video uh, game ma- manufacturer wants the good sound. So, those so, video, so, those games so only two cartridges have the sound chip. It would have made so much more sense to have put it on the motherboard and so then. That all of the games could have that. Yes, uh, could okay. have had that sound capability. All right, well, now here's my question What does the, does the pokey chip have anything to do with Pokemon? No. no. Pokemon uh, didn't even exist. Uh, I didn't even no, it did. It, 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 it did. Wow. I just because with the pokey chip, just, and this I'm wasn't like, available in the U.S. Until so wait, how about so, that? Um, okay, well then I'm saying I'm going <laughs> to ask this then. Like, 
if it's a pokey chip. Well, actually, I'm not sure. Uh, like, <laughs> so I got to look that Google. up. It, you're looking at pokey chip and then Pokemon. Does does the prefix pokey mean something? I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Google is going to be the fifth member of this show tonight. <laughs> it usually is. It usually is. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I'm going to click, Google. Click, 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 click. Pokey chip. P-O-K-E-C-H-I-P. Look at me. I could spell. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't say much. 1990, I'm sorry. 1996 is when Pokemon came out. So, that's so, speed. so this was ten years ahead of uh, right Pokemon. Yes, before Pokemon. So existed. the word Pokey must mean something. Right. That's why I was like, you know, Pokey. Right. I I see NCAA Poke Chip Set and nope, Poke Chip Set. I'm gonna say it's probably Pokey Chip Set. Mm-hmm. Does the E have a little thingy over it? No, it doesn't. Oh, it's supposed to. I think in Pokey. Oh no, I'm looking at over it. Uh, Ooh, yeah, it's P O K E Y. I'm looking at poker chips. I'm like, what the <laughs> stupid internet? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so uh, congratulations. Like, what? Uh, how many times? When did you get it? I got it about two and a half weeks ago. How many times have you played it? Just once. Just to make sure <laughs> <it works. laughs> yes, I just went there. Hey, I'm an adult and I work. You know. I look. I completely understand. <laughs> we got the NES Classic thing. We opened it up, played it, and I was like. All right. She took it to Texas, brought it back. Haven't touched it since. Right. And I today I we had um, at work we had the Super Nintendo Classic uh, thing, and I'm like it's eighty dollars, and I got paid, and I'm like, ah, I know I'm not gonna play it, so just look away. Don't you dare bring that home. See. <laughs> <laughs> when you sell the re- first one, then maybe you can get the next one to collect dust. All right. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. It's fine. <laughs> Compromise. All right. Anybody in the market for an NES classic? <laughs> Just email me at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. <laughs> or tell me how to break it so I can upload all the Nintendo games. <laughs> so that way I can sit and go, yeah, see that? It's got all the Nintendo games ever made in it. Still not playing. Still not playing it. Yep. <laughs> you got to throw in a box of Super Mario cereal and with that deal. Uh, it comes... Comes pokey chips set free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, anything else exciting going on, folks? Like I said, we we saw Thursday. We saw a documentary. We saw a documentary. Is there anything you'd like to jump in on before we do that? Um, I have a review of the Voldemort movie, but if you want to wait till later, I can wait till later. Uh, it doesn't we, matter. We can wait till after we. Let's talk about our documentary, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about because that was kind of a more of a Stacy yeah. thing. I, you know, I saw the trailer for that Voldemort thing. Yeah, it looked cool. That bad was okay. Be like, is that the guy from Harry Potter? Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah, they uh, made a fan film, right? Film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. about that. Okay. Well, so Thursday. So in a night, little while, I'll tell you about all about that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so Thursday night, Ed and I and Stacy watched um, a documentary called Doomed. Yes. It's the story about the. Never before seen, unless you bought a bootleg copy of the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. Yes. Basically, what happened? How did it fall apart? Why did it never really technically see the light of day? Um, it was. I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as the Superman Lives What Happened okay. documentary. All right. Um, what, what, what did you. I thought it was fascinating only because it, it started out with the fact of telling you, like, at that time when it was made, like what was going on, like 
Marvel was on the downswing, basically. Right. I mean, like they were going to go to business in the late nineties, yeah. pretty much. It was like Blade that pretty much saved them. You know, going down the into Marvel properties, going to the to mainstream back films in his, uh, back in the late nineties. Yes, ninety eight. Ninety eight. Ninety seven. Ninety eight. They were cheap whores back then. That's right. Uh, they would and, sell their property to the highest, the lowest bidder, actually. <laughs> You know, they, they mentioned a lot of TV movies that they did and, and uh, a lot of uh, uh, late 70s kind of uh, um, uh, shows like The Credible Hulk, which was the only one that was really doing really well. They had a Spider-Man series there that, that didn't last that yeah, well. It didn't, as much as a kid as I loved it, it was, it was kind of cheesy because he had like he would throw his arm out and then you would see the rope get pulled out from his arm. Yeah. And it was a legitimate rope and it wasn't like web-like at all. And then when he would have to climb a wall, they pretty much had a guy, I guess, attached to like some sort of string, and he would just kind of make the motions like he was trying yeah. to climb the wall, but you never actually saw his hands or feet touch anything. Right. It was really bad, really bad. And the guys, uh, the guy who played Peter Parker, every time he had a, a spider sense, it wasn't really spider sense. It was more like future spider sense. Yeah. Like whenever a bad guy would walk in, he would go, bzz, bzz, and it would be like, oh, I see something happening. And it was always in his negative kind of right. contrast. Yep. But it was never like, hey, uh, it's a direct threat to me. That's why my spider sense is tingly. But that guy's going to punch Ed. Oh, my spider sense is tingly. It, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I was nine, so I enjoyed it. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> I loved every moment of it. So basically, like, they were talking about that and, and, and realizing, like, how badly they were doing because, I mean, you had seven, 78 or 77, uh, no, uh, when did uh, Superman come out? Uh, Superman came in 79, I think. 79 it was? Yeah, okay. I think. That's when you believe a man can fly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, of course, Batman was late 80s, 89. Right. So that, they, they were, they were, DC was doing really well in terms of, of, of theatrical releases of their, of their properties. That plus, I think you also had Wonder Woman also on TV, which was pretty successful. Yeah, that was also um, a late 70s show as right, well, but so. they were doing really well. They did three seasons of that. So you kind of, you kind of saw that the difference. And then, of course, when they had to quickly make this movie with Roger Corman, you know, and they also, t- also talked to, uh, uh, guy from Trauma Films, uh, and, uh Lloyd, Cla- Lloyd Kaufman. Yes. And he, he was involved in that. <coughs> well, he yeah. was. He was asked. He was one of the two re- that were approached. Him and, and Roger Corman, the two uh, movie production movie companies that were produ- uh, approached that? to do this. Coppin thought, you know, he he thought Stan was a friend. You know, where he, he said Stan and I are friends, and he he thought he would he would trample on doing like one of his personal projects. N- you know, like he won't think he would do it enough justice. Yeah, like, so he, like he, kinda, oh. he kind of thought that like I didn't want to do it because I'm friends with Stan and I ne- I didn't know what the rights were. So he's like, we kind of, you know, we were, you know, we knew how to. They kind of approached it because they knew they had a shoestring budget and Troma is known for doing movies on a shoestring budget. Mm. So why not approach them with this offer? And he's like, well, Stan's a kind of a friend of mine. I don't really want to. Ruin it, yeah. Like I, right. you know, like <laughs> I knew Lloyd was uh, an extra in uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and knowing what Lloyd Kaufman looks like, because I've seen him enough times at the uh, Monster Manias, right? And the moment I see him in that movie, I get sucked right out. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, all right, big jailbreak scene. Hey, that's Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> all right, back in. <laughs> <laughs> So 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 they talked to two of them. Though Roger the guys obviously didn't have a problem with it. He was like, "Yeah, right. you know, it's Roger like, Corman." He's like, "He's like, sure, you know, because he thought it was going to be a stepping stone for him. You know, that they were going to release this in the theaters and it was going to be a big deal." And 
for him is going to get more projects and that kind of thing. So that's that was the mentality for a lot of people, like the actors and the crew that was working on it, thinking that they were it was going to be bigger things. Like they're they're going to do a low budget film, but it was going to be released in theaters. People enough people are going to see it to turn around and make a profit, mm-hmm. and then in the future they can make other projects and make like of the bigger budget. So they were all excited about it. But they didn't do it very quickly. They got this in September of 93, it was. I think it was in 92. I think so. And uh, they had to basically start shooting in December after they got, like, all the cast and, like, production stuff done. They were they started working, like, right around Christmas holiday because they were said they had, like, I think they had Christmas off and that was it. And they were back to work, like, the next day to, to continue shooting this movie. They did it in, like, four weeks or something like that. Very short amount of time. Yeah, it was like they were like, okay, we need to have this movie something done by this date and we have this short amount of time to do it and go yes you know wow. so they they did it they were all excited to do it and they were all into it and they 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 really did it and then after basically principal photography was done they kind of just like wrapped it up the eventually the director who directed the picture moved on to another project uh the editor who was working for roger corman he was still editing the film as long as you know he's like, as long as he still was paying me to do it. I was doing it. Nobody was saying what what was going to happen to this film or what was going on. And then they had to get these two musicians to come in to do the score for it, and they basically paid like yeah they shot eight grand cash, or yeah. something like that to do an, like a like a twenty some piece orchestra to to play the the, the thing. Came out of their own pocket. They didn't, they didn't pay for that. They thought they were going to, like, again, another set of people thinking, hey, if we get this job and they like us, we can do, you know, a next maybe the next Superman film or the next Batman film or something like that, you know, like, you know, or another project that's going to be just as big. So they all were all gung-ho about it. And then, of course, it never saw light of day. And many months went by, and, and they were doing conventions, doing their own, like, grassroots kind of uh, production. They went to Comic-Con. And Stan, actually, that was the first attempt. Stan actually said that, you know that that he had nothing to do with the film. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, no involvement at all in this. And you know, like how it got released, he doesn't know, and that kind of stuff. But apparently, he was on set, like watching a them times, yeah. Yeah, a few times. He actually brought donuts. Apparently, one time they <laughs> they said that you know, you know, they they he was there for shooting a few times, and so they they were kind of surprised that he lied about that, and and it just never never was released. The promised release date never happened. They never talked about it. And then somebody finally decided when Mall of America was going on that they were going to premiere it there and all the cast were going to go and, and be there for it and, like, you know, like to see it. And the last minute, they nixed it. And mm-hmm. it was, it just never saw late a day again. And actually, the actors who were, were like at parties and stuff were, were talking to people and they go, Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, they couldn't recognize the actor. And finally, they go, well, you were in that Fantastic Four movie, and she, they're like, and they're like saw- "How did you see that?" Yeah, exactly, right, exactly what happened. And they're like, "We got a bootleg copy of it." And the guy who played the thing was at a convention. And he walked by and he saw a box and had the Fantastic Four logo, and he flips it over, and there, there he is as the thing. He goes, "Wow, that's great, that's me." And he goes, "The guy he goes, you want it?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, ten bucks." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I think the best part." <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds like a con. <laughs> oh my god, this is awesome! It's a bootleg copy. How'd you get it? Uh, it's just got it. You want it? Yeah, sure. Ten bucks. Fuck. <laughs> but I'm in it. I don't care. Ten dollars. For you, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it, you know, so they, they finally found out that uh was it Avery Avid Arvey Avid Arvey was actually the make the name of the guy. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with that. Mm. He actually stopped the Mall of America premiere to happen because he gave it to another director to make the film because basically since they was in production 
they kept the rights. They were able to keep it. They, you know, in the, in the time frame yeah. they were having. Avi Arad. Avi Arad. So he was he was the one that basically stopped the deal from going to premiering Mall of America, and the next you know, thing you know, and like years later, it was now in it. Uh, you know, with the with the Chris, uh, Jessica Alba and uh, Chris Evans, the decent all. one. Yes, the decent one. Well, well, I mean, well the terrible well, I mean, one was I, the last I, one that yeah, came I, out. Out of out of the four Fantastic Four movies, <laughs> I would say that the Jessica Alba, the first one I liked, the second one I enjoyed. Then I would probably do the Roger Corman one, and then the one that shall not be named, uh, <laughs> Fan Four Stick, will will probably be there. Oh, that, the that was a, I saw that with you guys, I believe, if I remember correctly. The, I mean, no, I, you saw it the same night, but you saw a different showing. Yeah, okay. showing. Yes, because Red and I have our photo, of, you know, straight out of this. <laughs> like, Caught oh, in your eyes. Oh, horrible! Horrible, horrible is terrible statement. Terrible. Anyway. I was about to steal a book a couple months back. <laughs> it, was, it was on sale for like ten bucks. I'm like, oh, that movie I, I, yeah, so I, bad. And I, I did see it for ten bucks, and I'm like, still not buying it for I'm ten like, bucks. I'll it, buy it for five. Like, like my, my palms are itchy. I'm like, oh, but it's, it's a nice steel book, and I'm like, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, I can hear the voice in my head going, dude, what are you fucking idiot? Like, you know that movie was so uncomfortable to watch. The best part of the movie was never filmed. Like, you know. <laughs> Like the most interesting part of the movie, never, never seen a light of day, and now I'm like, but it's ten dollars. I'm like, no, like I, I, I would have to, like I could, I if there was, if I could astral project myself out of my body, it would have dragged me away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to see the tra- John Josh Trank version of it, the original director of the film. I'd like to see his version <laughs> of it. It's probably gonna be terrible. I can't, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be. Like I that. can't be any better. <laughs> right. it can't be any worse. <laughs> exactly. I, well, I mean, in, in an age where everyone's like signing petitions to get a Zack Snyder cut or a Joss Whedon cut or, a, you know, Lord and Miller or whatever yeah, is cut, Ed and Sean cut, you know, why not give <laughs> Josh Trank his share, his, you know, petition? That's right. You know? I, I mean, I understood what he was trying to go for, but it just, there was an executive <laughs> went, well, we can't have that. We got to make it more like the Avengers, like, because that's doing real well. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I thought it was interesting, and it it sated my desire to to watch it. Mm. I don't know if I'd be like, "Ooh, I'm gonna buy it and put it on a shelf." Right. You know, like the 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 Superman one. I think I enjoy more because it has it's I think longer told tell. Um, well, I mean, it's it's more interesting because the thing is, is that you don't have any any product, princi- right, you know, no what? principal photography of it. You're at right. All, there at all. is no finished product to go. And this is what came out of it. Yeah. Right. All you have is a picture of, of uh, 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 Nicholas Cage in a super cement suit. You see him talking about it. There's there's more than just that photo. And you have interesting storytellers. Yes. I mean, Kevin Smith is an, an interesting storyteller. You can listen well, to him talk for hours uh, and go. And yeah. What do you call it? Uh, um, Peterson, uh, the guy who. Um, wanted the he produced uh wild wild west yes um hear him talk about it and he he's very over the top when he talks about it tim burton talks about it you know you get everybody and you're like wow it's and it it's more of a of a story of how a movie gets made and then why it falls apart Mm -hmm. like you know because it it was really like a, a one it could maybe like a week or two away of actually starting a production you know, in uh, principal photography, but then all of a sudden it just stopped. And they explain like why and how and here's here's all the here's the maquettes like we actually have models of stuff and this is was some of the artwork that was going to be in the story because it was supposed mm-hmm. to have Brainiac and it was supposed to be all these things and you're like 
I, uh, man, I really wanted to see this movie now, for better or for worse. But at least with Fantastic Four, you can go like, hey, uh, this is what ma- this is what they did, and here's the final product. Judge on your own. Right. I, I really, you know, oh, I'm like a Krypton protector. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the last son of Krypton. Uh, up, up, and away. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie in my head. <laughs> Um, you not being interested in either the movie or the documentary, how'd you feel about watching it? I have no opinion about it, to be honest, All right. which is rare for right. me. Um, not a big Fantastic Four person. I've seen the first Jessica Alba right. Fantastic Four. I didn't even know they made more than one of them <laughs> until we watched. Not many people did. <laughs> until we watched the documentary and they talk about they made more than one. Um. I mean, it was interesting to see the controversy of it was what what interested me. The fact that like none of these actors, none of these producers, nobody that was involved in it knew anything about why right. this was having to be rushed made on a little budget. So they like gave their all. That was kind of the only thing that had me hooked slightly the huh? whole time. Pretty much it for me, you know. I, I do want to add one last thing. The, 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 to me, the big surprise though was Chris Gore being a part of the <laughs> yeah a part of, of the film. Now, people that don't know, Chris Gore was on the show on G Four called Attack of the Show, and we've talked about G Four multiple times. Yeah. I think you know how they switched over, and I'm like, yep, not gonna watch whatever <laughs> station <laughs> that they replaced. Oh, hold on, and three, two, one, Ed. Go rant <laughs> like how mad he gets. <laughs> yeah, they destroyed my 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 favorite channel of all time, fuckers. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. But the fact that he was he was the actually the uh, reporter on set, like he was there every day, and he was just a fan of Fantastic Four. For him, though, it was like the biggest thing ever because, right. like, like like everybody's saying, like it was at that time, like Marvel was on a downturn. Like they didn't know what was going to happen in terms of the future. For them, yeah. you know, in terms of movies, making movies, and it was just like if they, you know, figure if they actually did go forward with the, the Fantastic Four movie, I mean, where would they be today? Uh, you know, that's actually a good what if. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it would destroy pretty much any franchise, you know, giving Blade a chance and, and, then, and then that doing very well. You know, having Wesley Snipes as as the lead role, and you're, all of a sudden now you have a great film, and then of course and the very first of the R-rated um, uh, superhero movies, right? exactly the grandfather of them all. People think Deadpool is like a, such a, a, a what do you call it a, a first first. It's not really. It's actually Blade. Mm-hmm. You know, was it Blade or was it Punisher with uh, Dolph Lundgren? Ah, uh, you know what? Maybe Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, but that didn't really do. It's now going to Google. I, I remember that was more like a direct-to-video kind of movie where Blade actually had, like, wide theatrical release because no, nobody was bigger than, than Wesley Snipes at the time. Right. You know, and to see that they were bringing Blade into the... It was a big deal because it was like, holy mackerel, they're, out of all the characters and all the Marvels, Blade? But it worked. It, it was like, it's one of my favorite series. I mean, the third one was kind of eh, but I, there's mm-hmm. moments in that I liked. Ed's now checking out The Punisher. What year? 89. 89, I think. Uh, it's uh, now checking to see uh, Blade. Doesn't, doesn't say here. Okay, well, you figure 89, but now check Blade. The first Blade, I want to say 80, no, 92? Yeah, I'm thinking after uh, Terminator 2. I think so. I'm, I'm shooting for 92, but that's a blind, that is a definite 
97 or 98, I think it is. Really? 98. Wow, 1998. 1998. That was yes. even close. That was, that was, I was not even in the right end of that decade. <laughs> <laughs> the Fantastic, Roger Corman Fantastic Four was in the early 90s. Yeah. So that's a, that's a thing. So <laughs> something like that happening in the early 90s that if it got released, it was panned as a horrible movie. It might have destroyed the Marvel Universe as we know it. That's right. You know, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe there's an alternate universe where that movie was made and it was produced and it was on film and it was up there and we everyone paid a ticket for it. Because, like, watching it and I'm going, oh, wow, I know I have. You have that remastered copy where mm. they went and kind of cleaned it up a little yeah. bit. Like, from the original, quote, right. unquote. I'm half tempted to see maybe it looks better, but uh, there was seeing those clips. I'm going, wow, I don't know if I would have paid 10 bucks to go see that movie. Like... <laughs> I barely pay. I didn't pay ten dollars for the copy I had. I, I got it from you. All right. Well, so then, out of it, almost was better than a like. It, it felt like somewhat of, of a fan film in a way. Yes. Yeah. You know, a movie. But speaking of fan films, ah, ah. before we get to box offices, why don't Stacy give us in her review of? Uh, the Voldemort fan film. Um, so last week on the show, I had mentioned that the it's called Voldemort Air, Origins of the Air. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a completely fan film that a bunch of Harry Potter fans decided they were going to get together and make this film. And it came out yesterday, got released on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, which is what I kind of explained on last week's show. <clears throat> so in between last week's show and yesterday, I actually found out that they had started a Kickstarter for it. Mm-hmm. And then Warner Brothers got word, and Sean kind of explained this to me, so I'm just going to like regurg- regurgitate how he feels like the process went, <laughs> that Warner Brothers went to them and was like, hey, you know we own that, right? Um, so if you're going to make a fan film, like that's cool. We'll give you like our okay with it. You can't charge any money for it, and you kind of got to follow, follow some of the rules that we already have in place about Voldemort and – the houses that go that are at Hogwarts and stuff like that. It's kind of how he explained it to me. I don't mm. know if that's how it went down, I, I, but my, I'm going to go with that conversation. In my head, I kind of think some guy walks in and goes, look, we know you're doing a fan film. We can't stop you, but you can't charge money for it. But we got to make sure that you don't do something that might ruin it for the future. Like, they might want to do a Voldemort story, origin story. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, because they don't care. I mean, like, yeah, I, I like mean, as, it, as long as you're as, the only thing they care about is, are you, you, you charging money for right. this? That's all they all care right. about. They don't care what, because if you watch half of the Star Wars or Star uh-huh. Trek fan films, they'd be like, there's the Star, you know, Warner, you know, or whatever, uh, 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 who makes uh, Star Trek? Uh, Universal? Universal. Wait, like, no, come Paramount. on! Paramount. That's Paramount. not part of the timeline. <laughs> this is fucked up. Kirk and Spock never fucked. What the fuck, <laughs> man? Come on! Like, they're not, they don't care. It's like, you're not charging money for this? Is it free? All right, whatever. Do whatever. I don't care. Right. You're not You're not hurting our property anyway because people are going to come pay us. For the real shit. For the real shit, you know. No. They're going to enjoy and laugh or, you know, your stuff for free online, but ours, you, you know, it's, they got to pay for it. You know, you Right, it, so right, right. It's got to be a little something, something. <laughs> Oh, you like that 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 paunchy Kirk that talks real bad? We got the real guy over here. Like, why don't you come pay his real money? You get to see him really the paunchy bald guy act for real. <laughs> yes. You got some guy just going, Spock, and then you have my car broke, and then you have a guy who's pretending to do that. 
So what did you think of the film? So it got released yesterday on YouTube at 3 o'clock. Um, I was so excited for it. I've been reading the Harry Potter books since August, I guess. Yeah, about that. I've been kind of slowly taking my time. Voldemort is currently my favorite character in the entire thing. Mm. Love the bad guys, always. But I'm kind of fascinated by why he's so bad. You know, personal kind of thing, I guess. So <laughs> when I found out they were making this, I was like, okay, I'm so excited. I set an alarm on my phone so that I knew I wasn't napping. <laughs> so oh, that wow. I could, yeah. So that's how <laughs> that's how excited I was. So that I could be like one of the first to watch it. And they, over the times, they released it in like different countries. Mm. It was made by an Italian I guess, like, the production people that did it is mm. an Italian company. Okay. Um, so, story-wise, there is, like, a big... Um, <clears throat> I don't know what the right word is. Like, a big, <gasps> no! Right? Like, there's one of those, like, a shock moment in it. So, I'm mm. not going to say what that is dun, in case... Dun, dun. Right. In case anyone listening does want to go. Because if I knew what the shock moment was, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Um, but... It looked really good. Like, the effects were really, really, really good. Like, on par with professionally made move movies effects. Mm -hmm. um, since it was an Italian, it was dubbed. So, as their lips are moving, saying their Italian language, not, like, English Italian, but, like, actual Italian. Gotcha. <laughs> you could see that what was being narrated was not what they were saying. Right. Um, now it was perfectly timed with it. So it wasn't like old Japanese movies where it's like move, 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 lag talk. You mm. know what I mean? It was timed correctly. Okay. Um, and once, because I knew that it was Italian made, I kind of expected it to not be in, some of the words were English words, but most of it, you just knew they weren't speaking English. Mm -hmm. It didn't bother me too much. It was only 52 minutes long. It's a free on YouTube. Like, how much... It's a fan film. How much can you possibly bitch about it? Exactly. Um, there are some holes in the plot that make you go, well, what? How come... <laughs> why'd they do that? I've been nuts deep in Harry Potter for six months now, and they've never mentioned that one time, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I kind of talked... Or not talked to, but went through some comments that to see, like, what other people thought about it. Right. Um, and some of the things that they were complaining about, I was like, okay, that's exactly the holes that I've seen in it also. Okay. Um, overall, it wasn't bad. I probably won't ever watch it again just because, you know, like, once you have, like, those aha moments and once you know what they are, mm -hmm. it's not the same once you see it, like, a second time. Gotcha. You already know what, like, the big climax is. Right. You know, so it's just it's not a shock. It's just. It's, right. Just, was there just, a lot of action, like, a lot of zapping um, each other? And there was spell fights in it mm -hmm. um i will say that the kit basically it was about the plot of it is that it tells the story of what Voldemort did after he left and i'm probably going to pronounce this wrong borgen and burks i think it is mm -hmm. did you read the harry potter books i have not read the book okay no. there's a a i feel like it's a pawn shop in the harry potter universe that mm -hmm. sells nothing but dark arts um objects basically mm -hmm. after Voldemort left Hogwarts, he went and worked for that pawn shop, right? They never say it's a pawn shop, but as they describe it, you're like, this is just a pawn shop. Right. You know, like, you bring your shit in, they buy it, you pay for something else. It's a pawn shop. Um, so he went and worked for them for a little while, and then he left there, and it kind of tells the story of what he was doing after he left there pre-trying to kill Harry Potter, mm -hmm. um, which I was really interested in because that's a big hole that they never, nobody's ever talked about. You know, like J.K. Rowling has never 
written any other kind of books or anything to make you be like, well, what the fuck? What, why, why was Voldemort so mad? Why did he, and again, I haven't finished book six and I haven't read book seven yet. So I might, those questions might get answered as I read them. Mm -hmm. Um, but up until my knowledge, I didn't know none of that. So I was like, okay, I'll get like a fan film that I don't have to pay for. I'm in, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's an hour. It's, It's a fucking hour of my life. I'm not doing anything anyways. Right. Um, so basically it told that story. The kid that plays Voldemort looks almost identical to the kid that played Voldemort's memory in the second movie. Um, in oh, wow. um, Chamber of the Secrets. Um, so that was really nice because you the, the actors looked almost identical. So it was easy to watch this young Voldemort because you kind of already have an image of what Voldemort looked like as a teenager mm. from the second Warner Brothers movie. Um, it had to do, it had a young heir to Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. It had a young heir to Ravenclaw and a young heir to Hufflepuff. And the four of them, including Voldemort, kind of band together to find this something because they were going to try to take down the dark arts. Voldemort's bad guy, so he don't want a part of that, right? Sure. So he kind of breaks off. He's like, no, nah, I don't want a part of this, um, which is not a, a, a spoiler of any form. Anybody who's read any Harry Potter or seen the movies knows that he ends up being a, a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really interesting how the four people from the houses – all of the air, the last known heirs to those houses were all at Hogwarts at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. Um, the way that the kid was able to use it had Voldemort's wand. It was correct to the, the Warner brothers movies. They probably got like a proper or a replica wand or something. Yeah. Like from the universal um, parks or something. Right. I mean, at this yeah. point I think you could buy them on Amazon. You know what I mean? Right. Um, <laughs> got one on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in the movies, the way the Voldemort moves is a very specific um, strokes of his wand. You know, I mean? he kind of has these jabs that he makes with it. The kid who was playing him in the fan film followed that up. Okay. You know, like it did feel like you were watching a young Voldemort. So he just didn't half-ass his lines. Like, he studied how... No, all of them didn't half-ass their lines. Nice. They kind of overacted a little bit. Okay. But I'm like, okay, if you're a fan and you're making a fan film... I could understand wanting to put everything you have into this because it's something that you love. You know, mm-hmm. like I get it. So I even kind of looked past the overacting a little bit. Um, the other three characters, eh, they were all right, mm-hmm. but you're watching it because of Voldemort. So really, he t- Voldemort's one of Tom Riddle. He was really the only one who I was like, I need him to be correct. Like I need him to move right and talk right. And he would have these moments where you could tell he was angry and he was clenching his jaw really well. Mm-hmm. Kind of like like you felt like you were watching a younger – who's the guy who plays Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies? No, no. Ray Fiennes. Him. You felt – I mean I guess you felt like you were watching a young him. I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> but it felt cohesive with everything that – what? What the fuck? Like, all three of y'all. Because I'm a baby? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's just – He's been an actor around for decades, and all of a sudden, now he's got the part of all. Yeah, but because that's the only thing I know him in, and he has makeup on, I couldn't even begin to tell you what he really looks like. Yeah, because to me, he don't got no nose. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, It was good. It was worth an hour. If you're not like a super, super, super big Harry Potter fan, to where Mm. the point where these plot holes are going to make you hate it and make you feel like you wasted 53 minutes of your life, it's worth it. If you're a major fan, the plot holes are major enough that it's going to bother you. Don't watch it. 
Okay. You know, it's kind of oh. how I feel about it. But if you're kind of just like, oh, it's a fan film. I'm interested. It's not. It's 52 minutes of entertainment. I'll have to try to get my wife to watch it. She's a big Harry Potter film fan. Okay. It's it's on YouTube. and Well, it's actually, under... now you can go to our Twitter, at Geeksters, <laughs> or our Facebook oh, page. Oh, did you find it? Yes, I, put it, I posted okay. it on both. That's what I was doing while you guys were chit-chatting about it. And now you can find it either on our Facebook page, okay, Geeksters. Cool. So while you're there, give us a like. Wow. You know, type of thing. Or follow us at Geeksters in, in, on Twitter. And then so you now can... their views are going to triple thanks to Geeksters. Uh, yep. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Yeah, three people are going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that because it's on YouTube, it lets you know like how many views it's had. Sure. It got uploaded at 3 o'clock yesterday, Eastern Pacific. Eastern Pacific. Eastern Standard Time. It, sorry, I'm I'm right. from Texas, so we run on Central Time my whole life. Right. So I'm still kind of new to this whole Eastern Time Zone thing. Um, it's been a year and a half, and I still can't get it. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all party and charm. Um, by the time it got released at three, right. it didn't have. I think it only had like seventy thousand views on it because it was released in other countries and stuff before it got its three o'clock release in the Americas. Okay. Um, by the time I was done watching it in the 53 minutes, it had already jumped up to like almost 200,000 views. Well, wow. now it's over three and a half So people million. have been really right. itching to see it. Yeah. They have yeah. been talking about this thing for a long... And I just... I'm Like I said, I'm new to Harry Potter. So I feel like... You know, I just found out that somebody who's read all of the books, it's called a pure blood, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're in the process of reading all the books, you're a half blood. So I'm a half blood, and I'm in House Slytherin, by the way. Come at me, wow. bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of being all of that. I'm just super sucked into Harry Potter these days, and it's kind of new for me. Cause now, have you seen the movies, or are you holding off until you're no, done No, no, I've seen all the <laughs> first four movies I've, I had seen multiple times. Okay. The fifth movie, Order of the Phoenix, I had seen a couple times, but it wasn't – I have never cared about Harry Potter enough to really – like, not play on my phone while I was watching it. Okay. Whereas, like, since Batman's my thing, when I watch Batman, my phone is nowhere to be found because I, that's my thing, you know? Sure. What I've done is since I started the first book, every book, every time I finish a book, either that night or the very next day, I'll watch the movie so that it's all still fresh for me. That makes sense. Um, I've only seen Half-Blood Prince once and that's the book that's the sixth book and that's the book that i'm on right now mm -hmm. and i've only seen deathly hollows part one and two once so reading the sixth book and reading the seventh book i don't remember a whole lot of the movie you know mm -hmm. i don't even know if i really paid that much attention to it when i watched the first time so it's all real new for me so i'm like ooh, cool even though apparently harry potter's been around for like since like 97 mm -hmm. and i'm like way late on the harry potter right. train you know like super fucking late on it. It's like when I talk to people, they're like, Stacey, we already know all of that. Like, we've been fans of Harry Potter. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. I just got into it. Don't <laughs> knock my hustle. My Harry Potter hustle. So, but the movie Annie. is worth it as long as you're not like a super, super, super big fan. But if your wife watches it, like, message me on Facebook and let me know what she thinks about yeah, it. Yeah, I'll have something. to try to get her to watch it. She's yeah. off tomorrow, too. Well, that was really an impressive <laughs> uh, review of this uh, fan film. Well, let's instead of go from fan films, let's go to real films. Let's see what the top five movies are doing right now. I was, I was enjoying the David Stacey show. That's I right. Was, <laughs> I know you were just like, whatever. Yeah. Scroll, 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 scroll. scroll. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to the top five movie kids. Here we go. Number five movie uh, is uh, The Greatest Showman. It was number four last week. It made $11.8 over the weekend and 94.5 over the four weeks release with an $84 million budget. Does that mean there's going to be a sequel? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where he finds Barnum. Yes. And then the, the, the third of the trilogy is when they find <laughs> Bailey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that's the stuff that they drink. They go, man, this stuff's really great. 
Number four was the number two movie of last week, Insidious, The Last Key. It made $12.1 million over the weekend and 48.3 overall in the two weeks release with a $10 million budget. Yeah, doing really well. Yeah. Find another Insidious movie coming out in another couple of years. Guys. In a couple of years, I mean, a couple of months. <laughs> they, just, they pump those things out like fucking Halloween. The moment they finish that one, they're like, hey, what's, what's the next one? Let's start working on it. <laughs> Uh, number three was a new release, The Commuter. It made $13.4 over the weekend, and that's where it sits with total gross. I have no budget from that one. I, I have a transpass. I will <laughs> go from one city to the other. <laughs> I, will, I will find you, and I will ride you. <laughs> I just, it's, it's Liam Neeson on a train. <laughs> then, this is not the Polar Express. <laughs> All right, so what was number two? Number two was the number 15 movie of last week, The Post. It made $18.6 million uh, this weekend and $23 million overall with a $50 million budget in the four weeks of release. And number one is still number one, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Baby, (laughs) you're going to (laughs) die. It made $27 million this weekend and nice. 283.1 overall in the four weeks release with a $90 million budget. We might actually have a review for that next week. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, because sure. I have off like Wednesdays and Thursdays, so we might go to the movies. All right. Might. Uh, well, the number six movie was Star Wars. Just let you know where that sits. Right. That's where it sits it now. It dropped from three to six, or six to th- uh, three to six, yes. So that only made eleven eleven point two million over the weekend, and five hundred ninety one point five overall in the five piece release in the U.S. How much did it re- cost to make? It doesn't say, but I th- I forget what it was. Uh, what Star Wars? Yeah. How, what's the total gross right now? Uh, 591.5. It? It'll probably at least break even. Disney doesn't care at this point. <laughs> I was looking at Red Shoulder because uh, one of the uh, it looked it said looked like it said Philadelphia too, and I'm like. How can you make a sequel to that movie? <laughs> I'm like he, Paddington Two. Oh, Paddington Two. Paddington, hey. Number seven and number eight were two new releases. Number eight was Proud Mary. It made ten million dollars. Oh, that looks horrible. And number seven was new releases. Paddington Two. It made ten point six million. I, yeah, I look at I thought it's, I see the P and I see the two, and it looks like it's long enough to be spelled Philadelphia. Philadelphia yeah, yeah. So I'm like Philadelphia Two. Like what? electric boogaloo. I'm like wait how. It's all the men that Tom Hanks ruined their uh, lives. Right. I'm like, what are you like, well, it's like, that can't be right. <laughs> like, how do you sequelize that movie? That's It has a happy ending? <laughs> Philadelphia 2, the Magic Johnson story. Yes. <laughs> 200 million was the budget for Star Wars. Last so they made off. a nice profit. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you figure 200, double that for the marketing. Yeah. yeah, so it was probably like four hundred million dollars that Disney spent to get that movie out. Right, it hit five million, five hundred million. Yeah, over five hundred million. Just yeah, in the states. Yeah, I'd say this is just the U.S. Right. I mean, who knows? I mean, well, China's not liking it for whatever reason. Yeah, it only Apparently, came in third in the opening weekend. You know, but I mean, let's face it: it the mouse is going. Yeah, well, guess what? Nine's still coming, bitches. <laughs> you know, like and the Han Solo, Solo movie, and then whatever else we feel like it because we got Star Wars Land and. We gotta still, we gotta make money for something. I'm sorry. Did we not just buy The Simpsons and Avatar and all that? Like we need Star Wars now. <laughs> <laughs> we got other properties we can exploit, and you'll buy it. Come and do a live action Simpsons movie. Why? Because we got nothing better to do this weekend. I bet <laughs> that. I want to go to an adult section of uh, Disney, like Family Guy Land. That would be freaking awesome. That would be kind of neat. Have a have a beer at the at the 
That's right. <laughs> you can have a beer at the at the in at the, Duff. It, yeah, there's a Duff uh, brewery and uh, well, mm-hmm. not a brewery, but there's a Duff bar and there's a oh, okay. You can Duff beer. So Disney owns that now. Yeah, a big ass donut with sprinkles. Disney. <laughs> it's got a big D on it now. That's right. That's right. Big S. D. Uh huh. That's for Disney's big D. That's right. exactly it. You know, pff, Liam Neeson step aside. Disney's here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk? You quickly go through what's coming out this week in video. Sure. Let's do that. All right. What do you got coming out? What am I going to spend my money on? I think you're going to spend money on Blood Raider. Blood Raider. That's Abby. Blade Runner 2049 is coming out this week on 4K, Blu-ray, and DVD. All right. I'm in. I love that movie. Happy Death Day is also coming out on uh, Blu-ray and HD. The Groundhog's Day of horror movies. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I heard it was okay. Uh, the Snowman is coming also coming out this week on DVD and, and Blu-ray. Yes. I'll probably rent that one. Uh, Better Call Saul Season 3 is coming out on Ultraviolet Blu-ray and HD. All right. DVD. Outlander, the full first full season is coming out on Blu-ray. Okay. Street Sharks, the complete series, is coming out on DVD. Remember Street Sharks? No. Exactly. Refresh me. Refresh my memory. <laughs> was it an animated cartoon? It was an animated Saturday morning animated cartoon in the 80s. Why were they called Street Sharks? Were they they were like sharks? humanoids yes, they with were. shark heads, if I recall That's correct. Correctly. So they were King Shark? Yeah. Oh. This is, yeah, but I, they were all I, heroes. Oh. It's a group of them. No wonder I didn't watch it. Uh, Be Cool Scooby-Doo Season 1 Part 2 is coming out on DVD. This is that odd-looking Scooby-Doo series that was coming out, I think, on Cartoon Network. You know, you can get it on DVD, kids. Nope, not for me. Oh, there it is, Street Sharks. Oh, I remember them. There you go. (laughs) All right, I had to scroll down to find the picture of them going, oh, yeah, I kind of remember. And then we have Bowie David floating in in a tin can on DVD. All right. It's I'm about, assuming it's, it's, a, it's a documentary based on, on David Bowie. Okay. And that's all I have for uh, TV and movies. Do you have any honorable mentions? I, like I actually, I do. It's, it's, it's your The Hunter from the Future, 35th Anniversary Edition. I, it, it is basically like a knockoff of, of Conan, except in the far future. <laughs> you know, it was horrible. <laughs> horrible movie. I uh, recommend it. I highly it was. It is before the dawn of time. Strange, savage beasts roam the earth, foraging for human flesh. Fierce tribe, tribesmen prey on the weak and innocent. Mystic sacrifices appease the gods. Your played by Red Browns from Space Mutiny, because I mean, why not? Right. He is the mightiest warrior of his era, but his own past and true identity are shrouded in the mists of time. Did you? Ooh. Did you say Red Brown? I said Reb Brown, yeah, R E B B R O W. Well, it's like, well, well, Sean, guess what? Um, <laughs> he does. He knows he doesn't belong in this world, but his only clues to the fleeting memories of his past are the gold medallion around his neck and the beautiful priestess held prisoner in a forbidden city. Armed to the teeth, yours sets off on a quest, ready to blast away all manner of terrifying creatures along the. Way. Fun fact about Red Brown, he was the 1979 Captain America. Oh my God, you're right. Holy shit. <laughs> That's really no wonder why you're like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, look, I'm on a motorcycle. 
And my shield, shield. my, my yeah, the shield was his windshield yeah. of, of the motorcycle. And right. he, like he pulled over, and got pop, and then like, yeah, <laughs> throw it around, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and then the guy who played Red Skull was probably the bigger <laughs> name of the, of the two. It was the the guy who played Death in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. He was the lead bad guy in Die Hard Two. It's, uh, it's I'm looking for him. Hold on a sec. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe. Just go to Die Hard Two. Die Hard Two. Oh, la, la, la. Die Harder. Die Harder. It, his name is William Sadler. He played Stewart. He was the lead bad guy. Stewart. Yeah. He was Stewart. He was not Stewart. He's he, Stewart. <laughs> All right. Well, he was in Shawshank Redemption. There you go. Yeah. It's, for most people know him. I think he was one of the the guards i think maybe no he I, was one of the prisoners oh oh yeah i see it now since he's behind glass talking to somebody <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was in iron man three <laughs> there you go there you go all right um and what, what's coming out in video games video games here we go rocket league collector's edition by warner home video games for the switch and that's coming out tuesday all right then we have digimon story cyber sleuth Hacker's Memory by Bandai <laughs> Namco Entertainment America Incorporated. I can't believe I didn't fuck that up. For the PS4, that's coming out on Friday. And finally, Kirby Battle Royale by Nintendo for the 3DS, and that's coming out on Friday. Actually, I think there's one more. Uh, Street Fighter V, the arcade edition. Didn't see it on the list. Didn't wow, really? GameStop, Power of the Players. <laughs> wow, I have a street date for the 16th. That's Tuesday, isn't it? Well, now you're going to make me look at it. I'm sorry, Ed. I apologize, but I think it's Street Fighter V Arcade. And what's that coming out for? Um, it's for PS4, Xbox One. Uh, I'm not sure about the Switch. I know it's uh, it's basically um, a new version of Street Fighter V. It's got a couple extra things in it. Um, Ed's looking now. It is not on the list. Oh, there, it's right there. Oh. It's oh. 16th. Yep. All right. <laughs> Ed's now checking his list going. Well, here's the thing. The, the Rocket League's not on it now. Oh, damn you, GameStop! <laughs> damn you! <laughs> now I'm gonna have to do day of. Fuck you! Hey, no, you won't. <laughs> no, nobody's gonna be like. I, by the time people listen to this, the game will already be out. Yeah, it's not like they're going. Ooh, I gotta rush to the store unless they're listening to it live, and then they can come in and we go. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, they got it. Sorry, they come walking into a store like, yeah, I'm here to get Rocket League. Yeah, sure for the PS4, Xbox One, no for the Switch. Where'd you hear that? Keeksters. Who are those? <laughs> Who are those guys? <laughs> Who are them talking shit about release dates? Not even accurate. <laughs> it's a stupid show. Yeah, really? All right. Well, then uh, we say we take a break, come back, and uh, talk about some news and some things. <laughs> All right. Sounds All right. awesome. We'll be right Sounds back, like folks. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, welcome to the first, first show where I misses how to count down from four. <laughs> We get cold hands. Cold hands. It stops working after a while. Yeah, it's it's very cold here in the northeast portion of uh, Pennsylvania, in the, in the the United States. Yes, Philadelphia specifically. <laughs> it's cold. It's chilly. Right now, there's somebody in like a foot of snow going. Oh, really? <laughs> Suck it. It's, it's minus ten degrees here. Snow up to my testicles. Even my testicles are even going. Fucked cold. <laughs> Shriveled up like a stack of dimes. <laughs> a stack of dimes. A stack of dimes. <laughs> you know, like a five like a five dollar roll of dimes. 
Shrieking. I think it's a big balls. Shrieking up like marbles, and your and, your, and the shaft shrivels up like a stack of dimes. <laughs> it's so cold, you act when you step outside. You're <laughs> <laughs> step with that. Guess why guys cough and make it outside because their balls shoot up right through the throat. They're <laughs> <laughs> she's not paying attention she's doing something on her phone uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh, thanks for listening people yes. people, people people and people <laughs> thanks for listening everyone yes we appreciate it if you did enjoy the show and you haven't already please go to our Facebook page Geeksters and give us a like follow us on Twitter at Geeksters also, if you're in contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. And we'll see you in part two. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.